You're now listening to Hack and Grow Rich with Shaheen Shayan and his co-host, Bart Baggett, where we discuss hacking your way to success and the unconventional paths to unreasonable success with the people who've been there. And now, the author of Billion, How I Became King of the Thrill Pill Cult, Shaheen Shayan. Thank you so much for, for coming on Wealth on the Beach podcast. It's, it's a pleasure to meet you. Um, look, Shaheen Shan, right? Shaheen Shan. Right? Shan. 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 Okay. I'm sorry. Shan, about that. like, like the, like the uh, Native American, like Shaheen yes. Shan. Yeah. Yes. Yes. And uh, you were born in Iran, right? In Iran. That's right. Yeah. Iran. And you're an award winning entrepreneur, writer, filmmaker based in California, LA actually in Venice beach right now, just like yeah. wealth on the beach. You, you have actually, you have the actual wealth <laughs> on the beach. I literally have wealth on the beach. You that literally have wealth on the beach. Um, he's the CEO and chairman of accelerated intelligence, uh, Amazon marketing and advertising agency manages products and helps other brand owners scale their online businesses and sales. Uh, not just from Amazon, but other marketplaces like eBay, Shopify, Walmart, uh, shares his passion for Amazon through Amazon course, Amazon mastery. And so again, man, you, you got, a, you got a big background, man. The observer, Chicago Tribune, Newsweek, New York times, New York post, the guardian all over the world, man, teaching your stuff. So I want to know though, you were, uh, I, I was reading about you and it, and it was talking about how you were sleeping on the beach at like 16. So tell me about that, man. What's that all about? Yeah. What's the opposite of wealth on the beach? So that's funny that you asked. So I left home when I was about 15 years old and decided to go out into the world and seek my fame and fortune. You know, I came from an immigrant family. We were refugees. Uh, we were middle-class in Iran where I was born and we came to the United States and we were poor. My dad worked at, you know, pizza place and uh, dry cleaners where he worked for 30 years. And I saw all this wealth coming up around me in this little enclave of Los Angeles called Pacific Palisades. I'm sure you know it, uh, which at the time was more hippie than it was uh, affluent, but it started becoming an affluent area. And what happened was I saw all this wealth coming up around me. I was like, man, I, I want to get a piece of this pie. I want this amazing Ferrari and this beautiful house and the, and the blonde in the seat next to me, you know, buzzing by a PCH. But there was no path laid out for me. In fact, it was the opposite. Everybody was telling me I couldn't do it. So I just burnt my ships. I cut ties with anybody and everybody that I knew. And I just left home. I had a single bag that I packed. And I went out on the beach and I literally was sleeping on the beach. I was sleeping in abandoned buildings, abandoned cars um, until I met a mentor. And that, that changed my life. And by the way, and, and, I, who, and, yeah. and who was that mentor, by the way, who, who was that? So person? the first mentor I had was a guy named Ed Lawson and Ed was a civil rights activist. He was a uh, black man that had fought the system single-handedly all the way to the Supreme Court and won against police discrimination. Now, uh, unbeknownst to me, he also uh, was an amazing motivator of people and an absolute master of what we teach now and what I teach through my Amazon Mastery course, which is influence. 
And he really taught me how to hone in on that skill. What are the things that influence people? He told me, look, if you don't have money, sure, that's not great. It's better to have money. It's easier. But it doesn't mean that you don't have influence. Money is just one way to influence people to do and give you what you want. There are many other ways to do that outside of money. And in some ways, it's better to learn influence than it is to learn how to just pay people to do what you want. So I learned that. I got into the rave electronic music scene at the time, which was super fun. And I started noticing that there was a drug called ecstasy that everybody was making a ton of money on, but the supply had dried out and it was very illegal. So I developed a natural legal version of ecstasy. I started selling it through the drug dealers and having them legitimize their businesses. And it blossomed and it blew up. And we went from me sleeping on the beach to me having a collection of exotic cars, waking up one morning, like not knowing where I am, I'm in the parking lot, uh, drooling on the passenger seat of a, a, a new Lamborghini, not a good look, stepping up, walking into my office, 200 employees, and the news breaks that we broke a billion dollars in revenue. Sam Donaldson is outside with Nightline reporting, Details Magazine, New York Times. Everybody wants to know who's this, who's this kid that came out of nowhere, this guy who claims he's a teenager. Nobody believed it. In those days, this was pre-internet, pre-social media. And you were 18, and right? You were 18. I was in my Is teens. That, yeah, I yeah, was in my teens. Were, so yeah. you were 18 and you got a billion dollar company. So what, what was this legal version? What was it called? Because I, I don't remember that. And and how come they don't use it now? Like, what, like yeah. you know, people are dying on ecstasy every weekend. So like, how come we don't just use your version? Well, okay, so I'll push back on that. I'm not sure people are dying from ecstasy. I think ecstasy is probably, you know, and look, I'm not an advocate of of, of drugs. I'm not an advocate. You know, I invented uh, modern vaporization. I'm not an advocate of that either. I think, like, you don't really need it, especially if you're an entrepreneur, right? But with that said, I think ecstasy is relatively, you know, one of the safer uh, safer drugs out there. Now, I'm, I'm not an advocate of ecstasy, and I wasn't selling ecstasy. My product was called Herbal Ecstasy, and it was a natural version. It contained a bunch of different herbs that kind of simulated the effects, but we felt was much safer. And I write about it in my book, Billion, How I Became King of the Thrill Pill Cult. It's on Amazon Audible. So check it out if you guys are interested in the story. Uh, it's called Billion, How I Became King of the Thrill Pill Cult. Uh, I think we just reached 50,000 in sales on the book. So we're super excited. We just got a film deal. So there's going to be a series on it. So I'm, I'm, I'm psyched and pumped to, to tell the story. Well, I'm excited that I get to tell the story with you, man, and be a part of this, this little piece of the journey with you. So, um, and, and so, so 18, so the news is out, everybody's talking about this young kid. So what happens after that? I mean, tell us a little bit more about the story as far as like, did that, I mean, cause I, I don't think you're still selling that, right? I mean, did you sell the company? Did you exit somehow? Like, where did it go from there? So we had an exit. Um, I had multiple exits. The company was broken down into parts. Um, and, you know, I, I managed to keep some of the money. A lot of the money was uh, stolen, given away, attorneys, lawyers, you know, we had a big, uh, colossal fight with the government 
in those days, they tried to ban it. And finally, they they succeeded by banning one of the ingredients. But I was already on to solving another problem, which was people have been smoking for 5,000 years, uh, maybe longer since the dawn of time. And there really has not been an alternative. So I came up with this concept of, hey, what if we were to heat uh, tobacco, cannabis, whatever it is, to the point where you can get just what you need, but not to the point where it burns it. And that's how vaporization was born. I started very early in the 90s building that technology when I was still doing herbal ecstasy. And then I launched that company. Uh, it was the first digital vaporization company ever. Uh, the forerunner, our patents, our technology are cited in all the e-cigs, the e-vapes, all that stuff that you see out now. Uh, came from technology that I built and designed. I wrote the book on it. Uh, and then I exited and that company went public. So it was one of the first, if not the first uh, vape company to go public. So that was a nice exit. And from there, I moved on to uh, Amazon. So I, I was looking at this guy, Jeff Bezos, and I'm speaking of wealth on the beach, he's got many a beach house. And I thought, man, there's something to this guy. And in those days, You'd be able to call Jeff on the phone. He'd pick up. He wasn't the richest guy in the world. He was a struggling, fledgling tech entrepreneur. And we heard through the grapevine that Jeff uh, was opening up the platform to third-party sellers. And so we started selling on there. I started selling a brain supplement I had called Accelerol, which is still available today on Amazon. And we made hundreds of thousands of dollars in a very short period of time. And I thought, man, this guy's on to something. I'm going to put all my eggs in the Amazon basket. And since then, I've become one of the lead trainers. I teach people from all categories of life to stop selling their hours and to start creating these Amazon businesses, right? Real estate is, is crazy right now, especially beach real estate, which by the way, is my favorite kind of real estate. Uh, but there's another kind of real estate that you could get into, which is building businesses that create predictable recurring revenue. And that's what we do uh, over at Amazon Mastery. And for anybody who is interested, Daniel, uh, if they mention wealth on the beach, I'm going to give out my email. I'll give them my $200 Amazon course for free. And we teach everything, how to get reviews, how to find a product, how to put it up there. And you guys can just email me directly is darkzess at gmail.com. That's my direct personal email. I'm going to give it out again, D-A-R-K-Z-E-S-S at gmail.com. Reach out to me say wealth on the beach in the subject heading, and I'll give you the one hour course for free. I love that. And, and I love, you know, look, I, I just love that you close, man, right? You're a closer. And, and, and I love that. And I'm, I'm giving, I give you a lot of respect for that because some people in, in the world today, and again, I've been in sales for 25 years now, built a financial services company. And, wow. and I, I, I just, I look at so many people, they struggle in life because they're not willing to put themselves out there. I mean, you give your personal email, you, you're, you're, you're like, Hey man, let's talk. Let's have a conversation. Let's, let's get to know each yeah. other. Let's, let's, let me get on a podcast, man. Let's talk to people. Let's meet new people. And I just think that it's so important that people recognize what they're seeing. Cause if you're watching this on YouTube right now, you're watching this guy, he's got incredible amounts of energy and, um, you know, and I, I think it's important that you recognize that you watch that and you learn from that because a lot of you that are watching right now or listening, you're in sales, you're small business entrepreneurs around the world. And you're thinking to yourself, how do I become successful in this marketplace? And you got to be a little bit more like Shaheen because 
this guy, he knows what he's doing. This is, you're witnessing the power of influence right before your eyes or right before your ears. And so I, I love it, man. I, I, I'm, I'm kind of curious though, you know, were, were you a bad kid or a good kid? Did you go to college? You know, tell me a little bit about yeah. that. Great question. So ABC, by the way, always be closing. And it, it's, you know, it's sales is a lost fucking art, man. You know, it's just like dating when you see like uh, young, young men and they don't know how to walk up to, to women because they're scared because all they're doing is swiping and swiping and swiping. I feel like sales similarly is lost. I, I hire tons of vendors for my companies. We have one of the leading podcast companies called Podcast Cola, where we book people on great shows just like this one. So anyone's interested, check out Podcast Cola. And I, I'm interviewing vendors for different SaaS software and stuff like this. And I can't tell you how many times I get somebody on the phone and they'll like tell me all the great things about them and then not ask for the sale. What the fuck is wrong with you, man? Like you've, you've spent maybe $500 to get me on the phone. You've got a lead. You got a warm lead on the phone. You got a guy that's interested and receptive to what you're selling. I have not said yes. I have not said no. I'm just listening to your pitch and you hang up. You tell me if you're interested to call you. It is lost. Always be selling. Always be. I have a friend who just did an event and he like put in the thing. Oh, don't worry. No one's going to be selling you anything. And I wrote him back. I said, that's fucking bullshit. Let's sell some shit. I'm not coming. If you're not going to sell me anything, don't sell me because you don't have confidence in what you're selling. You're doing them a service. I believe full-heartedly there's somebody listening to this show right now that's like, fuck, man, I got to get some recurring revenue streams. I'm going out there every day, busting my ass, selling my fucking hours, and I can't keep doing this. It's not sustainable. I got to find a way to do what Shaheen's doing, where he travels with his family. He's on the beach in Cancun and Cabo, wherever, and somebody's buying his shit on Amazon. So I'm doing a fucking service by offering you my course. And I'm giving it to you for free because it's you. And I love your energy, man. You know, cause I think, you know, you, you, you are, you are cut from that same cloth, right? We both come from a place of grit, but ultimately I don't know any successful people who don't have the skill of influence and who don't have the skill of sales and aren't afraid to go out there and offer whatever it is that they're offering because it's fucking awesome. Like our podcast agency is fucking awesome. I know that if you're a real estate broker, a financial services person, a doctor, a lawyer, anybody that could use more clients for your products or your service, you need to be on podcasts like this one. And there's no better way to do it than our startup, which in a year or two years is going to be a $100 million startup. We're either going to take it public or sell it, but it's, it's going to be one of the biggest podcast agencies in the world. So check that out, Podcast Cola. But but, but I, I lost track so, of your question. No, no, you're so you're so right on, man. And and I lost track of my question too. But sorry, sorry. It, it, it was good. <laughs> it was good. No, no, I'll get back to the question. But I, I want to just elaborate because you're right on. Because I and I was just talking because I, I do a, a wealth on the beach uh, club and it's uh, a coaching program we do every Wednesday morning, 9 a.m. Pacific Standard Time. And uh, uh, check out uh, wealthonthebeach.com for all the information. But I, I, I was just telling them that that's why they need a brand. You know, what's interesting is that uh, a lot of people don't know this, but well, they might, a lot of people might know this, but you, you've heard of Elena Cardone, right? Right, sure. Uh, Grant and Elena Cardone. Yeah. And so Elena Cardone, she started in the real estate business. Yeah. Six months ago, maybe a year, she's got 600 licensed agents 
in her agency in like a year, maybe less than that. Okay. And I was telling these guys, I said, why did that happen? Yeah. It's because Grant had 2 million followers on his social media, maybe more by now, but millions of followers, millions of eyeballs will equal brand uh, recognition and, uh, and of course, uh, you know, sales. And so you're so right on, I mean, look, if you ain't selling yourself, if you ain't selling your product, I mean, what are you doing? You know, I mean, you're, you're building relationships with the world because you're trying to help them get more of what they don't know how to get on their own. And that everybody wants wealth on the beach. Everybody wants to live with more freedom and choices and options, but most just aren't willing to do what's necessary. And my question really was about like, were you a good kid growing up? I mean, uh. you know, were, did you go to college? You know, how did you get so freaking smart, bro? No, that's, that's, I appreciate that. Okay. So let's, let's rewind a little bit. So we come to this country, barely speak English, uh, king of the heap in Iran, but I go to school here. I'm getting my ass kicked every day. So I'm very quickly learned that I need to, to come up through the ranks. Uh, and again, remember my, my family was poor. We grew up in a up and coming affluent area. So I was around a lot of rich kids. They didn't want anything to do with me. I was not the cool kid. I did not speak English. I was fucking nerd. And you know, more, more so than that, I, you know, I just didn't fit in. So what I did very quickly was I started gathering all the other kids and I write about it in my book. Yes. Yeah, it's, it's not PC now, but back then we called ourselves the retards because that's what they, they used to call us. It was acceptable in the eighties. And we started a little criminal enterprise. I had a little Greek kid who was super cute. He looked like he was, you know, he looked like he was eight when he was like really 13 or 12. And he would sneak into the liquor stores and he'd wear baggy clothes and he'd fill it with like uh, those little bottles, you know, the hotel bottles of liquor and uh, uh, glue and gum and cigarettes. And we would sell it at school. And what I learned was this. I was very good at making money, like natural at making money, but really fucking bad at crime. I mean, I was the worst at crime. We would constantly get caught. And I remember, I, I mean, my personal, my personal seat was in the freaking principal's office in detention. Like I had a seat with my nameplate on it pretty much. And I remember thinking to myself, man, I'm, I'm really good at this making money thing, but this crime thing, I'm really fucking bad. So I should not be doing crime. And I remember looking to my cohorts at that time, thinking to myself, man, I really should not be, we should not be doing, we are not suited for crime. It does not suit us because we always fucking get caught. And so fast forward to my rave days, I'm sitting there uh, and I'm thinking ecstasy. These guys are making tons of, look at these drug dealers, man. They've got, you know, they've got the beautiful girls and the fancy cars and spending money and everybody's their friend and it's easy and it's quick. I should do that. And then I looked back and I was like, fuck, man. I'm really bad at crime. I should not get involved in crime. And that's when the idea hit me. What if I could make a legal version of ecstasy that was legal, that was all natural, that I could put out there in the world? And I did. And we sold over a billion dollars of that stuff. And it, it all started with sales. 
I had to go out there to the clubs and convince people that were selling illegal, illicit drugs to carry my natural herbal supplement through these clubs and raves. And then it went to sell. I mean, and, and in the meanwhile, I was selling person to person. I had a whole pitch. I would walk up to people, person to person, eyeball to eyeball, selling my stuff. And, you know, what, what, when, do, what do most, what do most people, do? I mean, in your opinion, cause you're obviously sure. a sales expert. What, are, what's one of the biggest challenges that people have when they sell, like wh where are they going wrong? Cause, cause I, I, I'm not even kidding. I mean, there are people that I've seen, you know, I mean, we re we've recruited thousands of people in our organization throughout all the years. And just some people, they just, you know, they're just making so many mistakes. What, what are some of the mistakes you see people make? Okay. So we, we teach this and I talk about this too. So I think there's different types of sales, right? So there's the kind of sales where you're doing push marketing. And sometimes you got to do that. There's some industries where that's called for, right? Where you go out there and you're pushing the virtues of what it is that you're selling. And hey, man, come buy this. And this is great. And you're like, kind of like shoving it down people's. Right? That's the old way of marketing, the weak way of marketing. The strong way of marketing is that you don't sell. You become a decision architect. What you do is you design the path. So that when the consumer, the customer, whoever your customer is for your product or your service comes to you, they want your product. Not only that, they think it's their idea. Just like with kids, I'm a, I'm a father now. And I realized with my son that if I tell him what to do, it's not going to be very appealing because he wants to be autonomous. He wants to have his own ideas. But if I design his life where the path for him to take is clear and I give him a decision matrix and teach him how to choose when he comes to that decision, which is what I designed for him anyway, and believes that it's his own idea, it's that much more powerful. So that's the first thing. You, you always want to be in a position where you're doing pull marketing and people are coming to you rather than push marketing, where you go into people and trying to push stuff down their throat. The second thing that 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 the mistake that most people make is they don't shut the fuck up. I can't tell you how many people I get on the phone pitching me stuff where they're already sold. And all they're doing is talking themselves out of the fucking sale. And I'm look, I've been doing this for years. I, you know, I, I am a very good influencer for people. It's one of the few skills I have. I'm terrible at a ton of shit, complete fucking failure at a lot of stuff, including crime. But at, at, influence, I'm very good. And I'm listening to these people. And I just, I want to stop them. I want to be like, dude, you started at a yes. And now you're pushing yourself to a no, just shut the fuck up. Just ask questions, right? And lead the prospect to the belief that the decision that they're making is theirs. And most people don't do this. Most people think sales is about them saying, hey, how great they are and all this. If you've got that guy on the phone or if you're in front of that person, unless you're doing push marketing, if you're doing pull marketing, that person already knows most of the stuff they need to know about you. And now, first and foremost, they're trying to gauge your authenticity. Are you a real person? So guys like Grant Cardone, I, I'm a fan of his. Uh, you know, not from the perspective of, I mean, I don't know his real estate business or, or, or that kind of stuff that he does, but I'm a fan of him being an authentic person. When I look at him, I'm like, man, this is a guy that's come up from uh, a hard enough life. He talks about his life and has made it through hustle. And you can see that you can smell that on people. 
when you see people that, that have hustled, you can really see that. Even someone like Joe Rogan, when you see him, why do people, why is Joe Rogan bigger than CNN? Why, why is he so massive? It's because he's a real fucking dude with all his flaws and shortcomings and, and all that stuff that he doesn't hide. It's because he's an authentic person. And not only that, one of the best salespeople we've seen in the last 20 years. How much shit does Joe Rogan sell? He sells everything from fucking barbecues to brain supplements to whatever. And he's masterful at it. We don't think of him as a salesman because what's he doing? He's using storytelling. He's using authority. What is that? Pull marketing. Right? That's why the medium that you're in, podcasts are so fucking amazing because you get to spend 30 minutes, an hour with somebody while they're on the beach going on their, on their run, while they're at the gym, while they're on their commute. They get to know you. They get to understand your story. So by the time they get on the phone with you, dude, you don't need to sell them. You need to get to know them. And you need to ask questions. And at the end of those questions, what happens? Those are leading questions. They believe that it's their decision to buy your thing. And you're like, but man, I didn't sell anything. I didn't push anything. No, you did. That's the way that it's done. That's how sales are done. High ticket sales. People come to me all the time wanting to do high ticket sales. And, and I tell them, you know, when you get somebody on the phone, stop fucking selling. Nobody cares about how great you are, how amazing your product or whatever it is. That's all on a website, right? There's a website for that. There's a deck you can mail them, right? And there's, you can explain to people at some point what that is, but that's not sales. That's just, that's just d- describing, ex- explaining stuff, right? We make a video and we send it to people before their call. So they've got all the tech stuff out of the way. And then it's just it's questions. In- it's interesting what you're saying, because I mean, you're so right on. I mean, look, Social media and, and this, I mean, you talk about authenticity. I mean, social media has changed the game for everybody. Now we all have our own commercials that we can just constantly play every single day. I post a new video every day. I talk about something. I, you know, I let people know my thinking. And look, the, the one thing that I think people, a big challenge that people are, people are having out there is that they are thinking that they got to get everybody to like them. And that to me is not the game that we should be playing anymore because, because there's, because now our audience is billions of people, you know, 20 years ago, 10 years ago, even when, when we really didn't have a a grasp of social media, media marketing, we had to say everything right all the time because we only had 10 people in our sphere of influence. If we lost nine of them, we didn't have anybody to go sell to. Yeah. You get what I'm saying. Now, today, we have unlimited amounts of people to sell to. So what we want to do, I think, is directly go after the people that, you know, that they feel good about us. Right. Like like a guy like you, Shaheen, I, I like you because I was a bad kid growing up. Right. I mean, I, I got in a lot of trouble and, and I, you know, I, I kind of always knew the line. So thank God I didn't, you know. Nothing too crazy, but um, but I, I I was one of those kids that the I was in the principal's office every you know few days. Sure. They knew me, um, but but what I do know is that you know people they they look at that story, they see that story, and they go, I like that guy. Now some people go, I don't like that guy. Daniel said the f word on the podcast, and I just <laughs> don't like that guy, right? And they'll they'll and they'll tune out. And they, they won't, they won't be excited about that, but I'm not worried about that. 
Yeah. What I'm excited about is meeting a guy like you that's not afraid to say fuck on the podcast and say, look, I'm a real person. And I say fuck sometimes. I do get pissed off. I do say, oh, sh when I hit my foot, I say shit and I, you know, and I bang on the wall and I get up. You know, I'm a normal human being. But I, that's what I love about you have a great smile, too. But that's what I love about you, man. And that's what other people love about you as well. And I think more of us need to stop getting on camera and trying to put on this perfect little smile and image and, and let people know who you really are and just attract the people that are like you, because there's there's millions of people like you. There's millions of people like me. There's millions, and we only really need to sell to a few thousand of them to become super wealthy. If you think about it, am I making any sense here? Yeah, Johnny? totally. No, it's true. And actually, my friend, Chris Voss, the FBI negotiator, he uh, wrote the foreword to my book, Billion, How I Became King of the Throw Pill Cult. And Chris oftentimes talks about that. And I think one of the things that he taught me uh, and uh, a few other uh, friends of ours is that don't sell to people who are not a fit. And you might think, well, yeah, but I'm losing all these prospects. Not really. You're freeing up time to sell to the people who do matter. So it's that's that's okay. Now, with that said, you don't want to be a dick and disqualify people right away for no reason. If you have them on the phone, you know, get to get to knowing them and get to qualifying them. But that's the first step, of course, in any sale is hey, you know, Mr. Prospect, I'm you know, I'm I'm so glad you took the time to talk with me today. Here's what we're going to do. Tell them what you're going to tell them, right? We're going to first see if you're a fit for us and if we're a fit for you. And if that works out, then I'll go forward and, you know, we'll, we'll learn a little bit more about your business and see if we can help you out. Sound fair enough? Great. So fair enough. Fair enough. In that way, <laughs> in that way, you take an approach. And if you find out that you can't, you know, you're, you're not a fit for this person or they're not a fit for you. I always bring some extra value. I'm like, Hey, maybe you're not a fit for us right now. Um, but let's keep the door open. I'm going to, I'm going to hang on to your email or here's, here's my buddy. Uh, you know, here's my buddy, Daniel, he's in financial services. We don't do that, but give him a call. He might be able to help you. And pretty soon you'll realize that those people that might not have been a fit for you are sending you other people who are, because you're not, a taker, you're a giver. You're not coming from the standpoint of, oh, I'm going to push this down your throat. You're going to sell you. Oh yeah. Oh, oh, uh, you don't have a horse and I'm trying to sell you equestrian stuff. Well, one day you'll get a horse. Come on, buy it. No, it, it doesn't work that way. You're like, oh man, dude, my stuff's only for people who've got horses. So you don't have a horse. I get it. I know you got cats here. Talk to my, talk to my buddy who handles cats, right? Or let me, let me give you this, this free book on that, or here's a free resource, or here's something I'm going to give you. I, I end every call by giving somebody something. So I think it's 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 a way forward where you know you also kind of building this like karma in the in the in the workplace in the marketplace. Well, I'm a big believer of law of attraction, and uh, we talk a lot about it. Matter of fact, my first book just came out; it just launched oh, no a few days ago. So it's called Wealth on the Beach. It just launched on Amazon, and uh, we we did a pre pre uh, pre order, but. Um, uh, and, and it's done pretty well, but, uh, it just came out a couple of days ago. Very, very excited about that. So if you're watching or listening, make sure you go to Amazon, type in wealth on the beach, Daniel Alonzo, uh, and it'll, it'll pop up. So I'm very excited about that. But I'm we talk about right the law of, 
Awesome. I love it. I love it. Um, we are, uh, but we talk about law of attraction. We talk about quantum physics. We talk about frequencies. We talk about karma. And, you know, I just think it's so important that people realize that it, it, it you know, things might not come back to you today, but it might come back to you a year from now. But at some point, just the whole law of energy and, and the way that the universe is put together, it's got to come back to you. Uh, and it's just the way it works. And so I just figure, you know what, my whole life, man, I've been giving stuff away my whole life, but I've made more money than I could ever have imagined making in my life so far. And just simply by, and I feel like I'm, you know, really my, you know, the, the, the money making uh, part of my life is just kind of just beginning, really. You know, I think about—I mean, I'm only—I'm only 47 years old, so I, I got a lot. I, I got a lot. I got a lot of good years, good money-making years to go, man. So, um, okay, so check this out. I, I want to know a little bit more about this Amazon thing because I don't think a lot of people realize that they can make money through Amazon. And, uh, and how does that work? And, you know, how could like, what kind of money could somebody make doing that? Yeah, I've got clients and students who make 150,000, 250,000 a month. I've got clients that make millions of dollars a month. And then I've got students that just supplement their income with an extra five, 10 grand a month. So it depends on what you're doing. So basically, what most people don't know is when you go to Amazon, I'm sure you bought stuff on Amazon, everybody's bought stuff on Amazon, it was the place to buy stuff during COVID. Uh, which is one of the reasons why so many of my students did so well. Uh, what most people don't know is that you might be buying from Amazon or you might be buying from a vendor that's paying a commission, a fee to Amazon to sell that product through their platform. Now, Amazon might pick, pack, and ship it, put in that nice Amazon box. A guy with a gray jacket shows up at your door and delivers that package to you. But that product could be coming from Amazon or it could be coming from somebody like you or me. Now, Anybody can sign up for a seller account on Amazon. You very easily open up a seller account. Amazon will pick, pack, and ship the product, meaning you create a thousand widgets, you ship it to them, and they will take it from there. They will handle everything else, which is one of the beauties of what Jeff Bezos did by uh, building out that, that infrastructure. And so you can start these Amazon companies and we teach you how to do it. We teach you how to find products. You can go to uh, websites like Alibaba that let you interface with manufacturers in China and South and Central America, all over the world in Asia and get them to make the product that you want to make. And it's called private labeling. So you make that product and then you put it out into the market. Now, the trick is, how do you get on that first page of Amazon? How do you get reviews? How do you get eyeballs and people to buy your product? And so we teach people how to do that. It's not a get rich quick, you know, thing or get rich overnight thing. It takes time like any business, but for a small amount of money in relation to other businesses that somebody could start, somebody could start a business that in a year, two years could be producing seven figures, eight figures a year while they're chilling out on the beach, which again is one of my favorite things to do. That's why I love the name of your, your book. That, is it just like, you know, over time, you're, you would add more stores or you would add more products or it's just the 
or, or your following becomes bigger and more people start, you know, trusting your product or, you know, what, yeah. explain that a little bit. Yo, so Amazon's about ranking and reviews, basically. Those are the two things that matter on Amazon. So the first thing is social proof. One of the key elements of influence, if you've ever read Caldini's Influence, uh, it's the canon of the book by Professor Caldini called Influence. Everybody should read it. Um, and he talks about these elements of influence. So social proof being one of the most impactful ones, which is why Amazon has reviews or ratings. So those are, those are essential on Amazon, right? Because nobody believes you anymore. Nobody believes me. Why? Because we have a vested interest. We're trying to sell them shit. What they believe is Joe next door. That's like, dude, I just got this like new car wash system for my car. It's fucking awesome. My car's shiny and like, you know, it's drives better and everything's great. So we're going to believe that guy over you and me. So you have to know how to get reviews and the systems for that. The second thing is ranking. How do you get your product? So if you go to Amazon on that top page, there's maybe 10 products, maybe 20. Okay. Have you ever gone to page two of Amazon? Maybe rarely. Have you ever gone to page three? Probably not. So how many, so you're talking maybe 20, maybe 40 products can take up that space at the top. How do you get to the top? Well, you do it through sales. Well, how do you get sales? It's part of an algorithm. And we teach that. It's a little bit long to explain here on this podcast, but anybody that wants to can reach out to me, darkzess at gmail.com uh, or go to fbasellercourse.com. FBA standing for fulfillment by Amazon. So fbasellercourse.com, book a time. I'm happy to talk to people about that. Um, but it's really a great way to create and just an extra stream of recurring revenue. And as you go along, you start with one product. We put that product out. We usually, I teach people go for low hanging fruit because you want to close that feedback loop. If you're always putting energy out into the world and getting nothing back, you're not going to continue with that, but you want to get that quick dopamine release. So we show them how you find that product where you can get a quick, you know, couple thousand sales, get some money in the bank and go, oh, wow, this is awesome. This, this, this has legs. Let me run with it. And then you start growing your products. I recommend to people to go into a vertical. So if you're into surfing, maybe you start off selling surf wax, then you go on to selling surf boards. Maybe you go on to selling surf leashes. And before you know it, in a year or two, you have a company that's all in the surf vertical or maybe even expanded to the water sports vertical. And that company's worth one, two, three million bucks because that's what your, your revenue is. And you sell it for a multiple of that. You'll end up getting, you know, six, 10, 20 million bucks for that company. There's people selling their Amazon companies all day now. It's one of the hottest uh, companies with the highest multiples now. Oh, oh, literally, like at, at a point in time, you're, you're able to take the value of what that thing's producing every single month or every single year multiply that what's the multiple usually what 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 does it sell amazon company so the company or the yeah so amazon well, yeah company. yeah the, the the sellers what could they sell that for so the amazon companies now i've seen them go for 10x multiples um so you know somewhere between five and ten times multiples are not uncommon which means look if you've got a company where your ebitda is a million bucks a year you could get 10 million bucks for that company. It's not unheard of right now because uh, big companies, big brands want to get into the Amazon game and it's easier for them to just be like, hey, let's buy something existing in there rather than do it ourselves and spend the two years. Good stuff, man. Well, hey, this has been hugely valuable. Do you, yeah, your favorite book, what was the name of that book again? The, the uh, uh, Robert Caldini's Influence. 
uh, Professor Caldini's book Influence. Yeah, it's one of those yeah, those yeah. those yeah, books. I read that. Yeah, good stuff, man. Good, very very valuable. Um, hey, man, I I just I, I know a lot of people are going to want to reach out to you, and uh, can they get you on social media too? Where are you at on like Instagram yeah. and stuff like that? Yeah, so we've got a podcast on Insta. You could get me at Hack and Grow Rich. We're on YouTube under Hack and Grow Rich. So check it out. I've got a co-host, Bart Baggett. We do a, a weekly podcast there. So you can get us on Apple's, Spotify, Stitcher, Google Podcasts, wherever podcasts are found. It's Hack and Grow Rich. I know you've got it. You've got your podcast up on Amazon. I'm looking at it right now. So that's awesome. Uh, for anybody that's interested in my story or my book, How We Created a Billion Dollars in the 90s, with herbal ecstasy. The book is called Billion, How I Became King of the Throw Pill Cult. If you're interested in being booked on great podcasts like this, check out Podcast Cola. Just go to podcastcola.com and book a time to talk to us. Uh, and for the Amazon course, again, it's FBA seller course or email me directly. I give out my direct email. I respond to all emails directly is darkzess at gmail.com. D-A-R-K-Z-E-S-S at gmail.com. Wow, this was this was so fun. And uh, Shaheen, man, what a great, great time I've had uh, today so far. Um, I want to remind everybody that uh, you can, I, I would like you to, to reach out to Shaheen, make sure like he was telling you in the email or wherever you see him, just say, look, I saw you on Wealth on the Beach podcast. I want to build a relationship with you. I want to get to know you. I want to learn about all the things you're teaching. Obviously, this guy's been hugely successful. And, and, and as you guys know, I've been in financial services. That's my lane. But I learn love and I love learning about different areas of making money. I'm always expanding my streams of income uh, because it's just it's so important that you don't re ever rely on one stream of income for your life. Right. Uh, I think you should all have we should all have multiple, multiple streams. And uh, I just want to remind the audience that, man, this you you, you got to get after it, right? This is your time to get after it. This is your time to build your story. Your story is what we're talking about here. This is this great that Shaheen's had a lot of success. I've done OK. It's great that we're, you know, we're, we're helping, you know, push you, but it's time for you to get after it. It's time for you to put in the time, the energy, the focus, and, uh, and, and no, you know, without a doubt, you got to get after it. You got to make sure that you continue to dream bigger, but most importantly, you need to make sure that you do it now. God bless you. We will see you at the top. Okay. That was fun. If you liked what you saw, make sure to subscribe and like below. Make sure to leave us a comment and join the community.